0: So, you uh, you showed up for work today. You came back. Whatever.
1: Um, I'm here, but I mean, I, I'm just going to sit here and look at Twitter the whole time. So. Might, this might be a, a one-sided episode. Oh, I've got some things to say. You got some things to say? I've got some things to say. Sweet. That's so, m- I, I showed up to say them. It might be a very exciting episode, then. I don't know if exciting is, Well, it'll be exciting for you. Um, mine just might be... My side might be angry. Depr- angry Doug, depressing, uh, but probably just a little more
0: angry. Well, that's what Seattle's known for. Just uh, you know, there's that stigma. Seattle's just depressing.
1: <laughs> I don't find it that way. The city or the team? <laughs> the city. The coaches. The team. The city is not depressing. Seattle is actually beautiful. Uh, it rains a lot, but it's not bad. So, but uh, it's going to be a fun show. We'll just, uh, you know, I have some things I want to say.
0: Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman.
1: Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast, episode number 50. The Big 5 0. Sean Lee. We're over the hill, man. We're over the hill. halfway to a hundred which is when we're calling it quits what who said that uh you said that oh and uh that's not true we'll keep going forever we'll see what we'll see what happens we'll never be gone you'll Uh, be stuck with us forever should i mute that yeah i probably should yeah you should mute that thank you much better silence you know what i don't edit that out of these episodes either so everyone's probably wondering at the beginning when they're like what the hell towards the beginning they're always like what the shit oh that's so nice (laughs) (laughs) it's foot massages is what's happening it is uh yeah so hey man what's going on not a whole lot but
0: what i was gonna say was uh as always thank you for tuning in and if you're new
1: thank you we welcome. appreciate you welcome uh we hope we can keep you <laughs> no matter what sit down stay a while no matter what fan base you're from you know take off your jacket relax um make sure you got some comfortable earbuds in if that's what you're using a lot of those bluetooth headphones around the big ones like these but you know wireless it's all about the airpods nowadays i don't like the airpods you like the airpods i like them because i have an iphone well yeah but i have two iphones Ooh. and that's not to brag that's literally a problem It's not to brag that's a problem in my life having two iphones no it's nice they're so they're, they can I they mean they they, they just, they, don't just fit up. they just work well you have normal ears which isn't fair i do not so they don't fit in my ears <laughs> if i wear them i have to, i can only wear one <laughs> it's the only one that fits in there and of course i can't remember is that the one that actually has the microphone in? that it?
0: don't make no sense it don't make no sense but uh yeah well so airpods both are a, both are a microphone
1: oh they both are yeah sweet this whole time i was freaking out still i look stupid with one in it's <laughs> like when bluetooth first came out and you saw people talking to themselves in grocery stores huh yeah oh okay <laughs> and then they turned their head and you're like oh bluetooth gotcha uh they give you that 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 they turn, and
0: they gave you that like hmm <laughs> that look (laughs) okay sorry you're sorry you're
1: working while you're standing in the grocery line good god i'm sorry uh yeah so episode number 50 uh we had a a hell of a weekend not just in our game which of course we'll get to but uh it was a fun i thought it was a fun wild card weekend i don't know what you thought but some surprises yeah some surprises um the playoffs in football are fun it's great you know you're only you've got so many teams and and then you've got those games going on and then the background and all teams that sucked and couldn't get in they've got coaching issues they're dealing with and coaches getting hired and yep coaches getting fired and voila. then so, you had a uh, good old uh, clemson tigers Ooh, so did you watch that game last night No, i did not i was driving back from good old spoke compton and so i listened to it the whole way and i only listened to it because i heard clemson kicking their ass and it was a blowout oh uh, I'm sorry but I'm not a big Nick Saban fan, not a big Alabama fan, so um them getting their asses kicked, I did enjoy. Even if it was just on radio. I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. So um watch out for Clemson. Yeah. Freshman quarterback, freshman wide receiver. Good coach. Well, now all of a sudden they're talking about how that quarterback he's going to be an NFL star. We'll see. Mm, like we need to he's a freshman, let's give him some time, huh? Yeah. And let's cut see his what hair. happens. And cut, you don't like the long hair. Uh, <laughs> he does look he's got that like Joe Dirt thing going on. <laughs> Most people
0: like to take like to tend towards, you know, sunshine from Remember the Titans, but Joe I went, Dirt, I would go with that. Yeah, I
1: went Joe Dirt. <laughs> I think that's better. <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. So uh so here's what we're gonna do in this show. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. It's a huge episode. Lots of stuff went down. Um some stuff the Seahawk fans <laughs> were sad cowboys fans are happy um seahawks fans are also probably mad at least i am but we'll we'll talk about that so we're going to recap the game uh go over we'll you know my final awesome and bummer of the season uh we'll see how many andrew gets to do uh we're going to talk about some nfl stuff there has been some coaching hires i wanted to get to uh i wanted to talk about poor kickers and then um uh a little bit about the Seahawks off season, and then we're going to let uh, Andrew get all excited and talk about the game versus the Rams. Lar, <laughs> Lar, and and talk about that game, and and dig deep into that, or as deep as he is willing to go. <laughs> uh, we do have some Shh. social, <laughs> do have some social media mailbag questions, and uh, do some game picks, and uh, and get the hell out of here. So it is snowing. It is snowing here in Wenatchee, finally. It's glorious. I love it. Uh anyway, so uh wildcard weekend happened. There was a game Saturday night. It was in uh God, you guys have what, ninety-four thousand people there? Is that what it was? That ninety four, ninety five thousand. Jesus. And I tell you what,
0: just right off the bat, that stadium was loud.
1: That was probably and I've again, I've watched unfortunately I had to watch a lot of Dallas football this season. Um and i tell you what i i went into that game thinking not fearing the home field advantage at all just didn't i'm sorry it's not like i just not what it's
0: it's definitely not what it's known for yeah
1: and boy i tell you what it was uh you could you could tell by watching it that it was a loud environment and uh it made a difference and which was good because normally the only advantage in that stadium is when the sun is in there blinding and because it was played at night you didn't have that so can you uh can 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 you move the stadium? can you shut the curtains back there <laughs> who's it gets got so who's, annoying. who's got control of the blinds I
0: love it no, I think that's see so I was just say well the the one thing is that noise is definitely not what that stadium is known for and there there's a lot of talk you know around that area that as fans they do kind of suck um but if you give them something to be excited about that stadium will get loud and you saw it there Saturday night. I mean, everybody was, I mean, they had the white out, everybody had the towels out. Um, obviously the team is, you know, exciting to watch, but I mean, definitely you could tell on TV that's the loudest that place has probably been since, you know, since it's been open. And it was just that amount of people, I mean, they say that because the stadium's so big, the sound doesn't... I mean, you can't really get that loud, but no.
1: You can get loud in there. Well, and they, of course, showed the... I'm guessing that was the standing room only when they opened the, the doors and people were running in like that. Yeah, so they That's do... That's got to be... They,
0: they usually open they'll open it up for everybody who buys basically just general admission is what it is, um, which is first come, first serve, wherever you get. So, yeah, it's just a...
1: Madhouse yeah. dash. Yeah, because if you have a ticket that actually has a seat, why are you running? Just calmly walk in.
0: Yeah, da da da. da. <laughs> yeah. Oh, B three twenty four. That's, that's where I'm going.
1: Those people were running. So, and that's kind of a cool thing. The standing room only, like general admission type thing. Mm-hmm. I like that concept, and it's and it's cool because I I believe. So, you know, obviously,
0: if you're down there and you buy those tickets, you know, at face value, they're only like fifty bucks or seventy five bucks. That's not something bad. like that, but those tickets then turn into, like, $300 tickets online. Of know, course they resale, do. which is funny because um, did you happen to notice um, as soon as the kick hit the uprights in Chicago, what the prices for the L.A. game? Did, no, I didn't see. It. Oh, they went from, like, an uh, average of about $185 up to, like, 300 bucks. Oh, jeez. As soon as that game was over and Dallas was going to be going to them, those tickets went way up, and actually the Saints tickets went down. America's <laughs> team.
1: <laughs> it's bullshit. Um, all right, man. Uh, how Especially for us poor-ass fans. I know. We want to be able to go see some football, man. Can't afford a damn beer in one of those <laughs> games. Um all right, so go for it, man. Talk about your team, what happened. Uh, obviously, the <laughs> final score was 24-22, t- Cowboys.
0: 24-22, and if you placed a bet on the uh, over-under <laughs> for 3.5. <and> <laughs> I thought it was 2.5. Or 2.5. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yes, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> There's some pissed off fans. Oh, my God, there was some mad fans. Like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you got No, go so so
0: it. obviously a big game, a rematch from our Week 3 um games uh, dallas went up to seattle got their asses handed to them and kind of started the tailspin early in the season and then you saw what dallas has been able to do since going three and five winning um what now nine of their last eight is that that's right something like that um how can you win nine of your last eight sorry winning
1: eight of your <laughs> last seven i'm tired you can't do that either what <laughs> you can't have seven and then win eight of them <laughs> see what i mean maybe it's 7 of the last 8. But that's what I said. No, you said 8 of the last 7. Sorry, 7 of the last 8. <laughs> you all
0: know what the hell I'm talking about. They've been on a they, they've, they've been on a streak. They've been doing well. They've been doing good. G U D good. <laughs> um, so uh obviously wild card weekend. Uh Seattle goes to Dallas. Um a lot of people there I mean there really wasn't a whole lot of um there wasn't really a whole lot of people, or I won't say people, a lot of media picking Dallas in this game. They thought that, um, you know, Seattle with the number one rushing attack was just going to be. I mean, Seattle has rolled over people with their running game and um, obviously have had a, not a, not a defense like we're used to seeing, but still a very solid defense. Um, and then with the you know criticisms of of Dak and how he how he plays and this and that you know there wasn't a whole lot of confidence for Dallas going into this game so um Seattle was i think they were favored by yeah it was they were favored by the two and a half right yeah something I mean, like well that. i mean it was
1: a pickem game i mean they
0: you, you, it was it was so low that it was a it was a toss it was, a it was a t- something yeah. like that um but um Seattle won the toss to begin the game. They deferred, and then right out, right out of the gate, you saw, um, you know, Dak and and the offense, and they were able to early in the game they were able to move the ball. Um, I was getting a, I was getting a little nervous because, um, you know, in the first quarter, Dallas was able to move the ball, but we had field goals, and especially when you're playing a team like Seattle, you they're a team you have to put away. You you have to score, you have to score touchdowns. You can't. I mean. Yes, points are nice, but you know especially when it comes to the playoffs, you need to get it in the end zone and put these teams away. Um, Dallas was able to move the ball, but again, that was, that was making me a little nervous. But um, on the flip side of that, you saw right off the bat, Dallas's defense is something that has carried this team the entire year, and you're seeing it now in the playoffs. Um, was it the first two or three first two series with three and outs for Seattle? I felt like all the series were three something like that. Um, <laughs> yes. Definitely the first one, I know that for sure. But I mean, um, I mean, the, the, I mean, giving up the thirty-four points or thirty-five points in New York had a lot of people worried. But you saw, I mean, in in this game, they that defense was just flying around Van Deresh and and Jalen Smith again all over the field. Um, I, it's going to be so. I, I've said it. I don't know how many times, but it's going to be so exciting watching those two get better and better um and that's that's going to be a, a, a big strength of that team now not having to rely on just one guy a la Sean lee who funny enough he only had four or five snaps in this game and he's he's 100 percent healthy um so that's you could see that there's a little bit of a change that's going to be happening uh
1: there you were correct uh three plays eight yards and three plays for a big fat zero yards. So, the and then they, well, so they went three, their first three, because then it was three plays for negative three yards on the next one. Okay. So Seattle yeah.
0: finished the first quarter with
1: negative or nine yards,
0: nine, nine yards positive. It was like nothing. Something like that. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Um, yeah. Seattle's defense, I mean, they were just all over the field. Um, and then we had the, uh, was it the yeah? Was it before or after halftime? When did uh, Mister Mister Grandpa out there <laughs> pull his hamstring?
1: <laughs> it was that was in the second quarter. It was in the first half. Okay, so that's he, that. that his, so, his fifty or whatever, and okay, so Dal- you know. or Seattle did pick up two field
0: goals in the second quarter. Um, but it was that that <laughs> it was that fifty some yarder that i think was i mean obviously played a big difference in the game 57 yards yeah 57 yards and he i mean he He, tried to hammer that thing it took a swing you just saw him go just go down like a you know like when you
1: get out of the shower too quick oh it's instantly like you didn't see like when they showed the replay too, like his leg when he when he actually like went through the ball he didn't even like come the leg didn't come up all the way it was like he just you could tell he just yanked it right there and yeah he was done and you're just like oh (laughs) grandpa
0: (laughs) oh man so uh yeah he won't be back next year uh no he will not that's just my opinion it's probably very Uh, true but definitely so you know in that in that first and second quarter um dallas was able to move the ball uh, three points in the first uh finally got a touchdown in the second second quarter um but definitely was a little worried there because in the beginning you saw Obviously the awful injury to Alan Hearns, which oh I'm God. I'm glad they only showed that they only showed that replay once, just when they were trying to see what happened, and then they didn't show it again. They were like, no, 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 we're, we're not gonna show that. But obviously in the age we live in with DVR and and all that business, it was obviously let's look at that again. Oh and God, it was it was, ooh. it was
1: on Twitter so fast. And
0: I mean Ugh. when you're when you're watching it and you see, you know, because afterwards, you know, the next day he kind of went in detail like yeah my the bone bone came through the skin and that's wow. what, that's what made him so um distraught when you know it happened because he saw that and was like am i gonna lose my foot am i gonna lose my leg am i you know you have all these things running through your mind and you know and obviously it's it's in the playoffs but uh when you when you watched it back yeah you could see you know that bone come through and you just see it kind of you know come against the sock um oh. but uh definitely i mean it was a
1: Foot was, Hort Hort was Hort. pointing the wrong direction. Yeah, man. when he he was he was flat on the
0: ground, you know, uh, on his on his tummy, and his <laughs> on his tummy. Yeah, and his right foot was you know facing down like it's supposed to, and his left foot was pointing straight up to the big board. Yeah, it's not the way it's supposed to be. Nope. Um, oh, it's
1: making me queasy just thinking about it.
0: It was no, it was a, it was a nasty one, and it's always there. Always seems to be something between these two teams. You know, you had. Um, uh, ricardo lockett a few years ago yep you know he was done after that game yep. um obviously the the um the back injury to romo um you had uh, alan hearns this year I, i'm I thinking I'm, I'm missing one but just when these two teams play there always seems to be just some type of injury that's somewhat serious or is serious that happens um but i mean you had so they had the injury to alan hearns in um, the first few plays or first few series, Cole Beasley went down. Um, yep. Thankfully, he was able, able to come back in. Um, reports after the game, he he has a high ankle sprain, and we'll see what his availability is this weekend against uh, um, L.A. But, um, you know, all these little nicks and things started to add up pretty quickly, and it was like, oh, are we going to – I mean, is everybody just going to get nicked up and just not be able to, to you know – put up put out like they're supposed to but um thankfully like i said beasley was able to come in and was a was a good contributor um but the first half was kind of i think that was a little bit more for dallas and seattle just kind of feeling each other out just kind of seeing what's work i mean or what was going to work seattle obviously with some big struggles in the first quarter second quarter they were able to pick it up a little bit um but then it just seemed like you know and and watch obviously now it being our two teams i'm paying attention to obviously what seattle's doing but it just seemed like once it got um you know at the end of the end of the first half you had seattle um they got the ball back and then they were they they didn't get up points just before halftime i think dallas dallas was able to stop them if i remember right um yeah they didn't get anything and then Obviously, because Seattle deferred, they were getting the ball at at uh, and they went three and out. starts. went three and out. Start the and then right half. there, you could you could see it right there. They came out and did the exact same thing that they were doing the entire first half. Dallas was ready for it. Dallas, I mean, D- Dallas was not going to let them run the ball whatsoever. Um, you know, as we talked about, Chris Carson, he finished number five. Um, he had over a thousand yards. He's had a good year. Um, I think he ended with 30, 30 yards, thirty two yards, somewhere around there. Um, but right. It was okay. Well, Seattle didn't make any adjustments, so we're just going to keep playing the same defense, you know, that we're going to be playing. Um, and that's when I started to feel a whole lot better about the game. Once I saw that, um, the two players that I mentioned last week that, um, for Seattle that worried me, um, they made plays. Well, one made a play early, one made a play later in the game. And I was like, I really hope that they they don't take over the game, but, uh, you know, Frank Clark had the, had the sack at the, in the beginning of the game, um, ran a real nice, um, twist done against Tyron Smith. I mean, Tyron Smith doesn't ever, he's not usually out of position, but the speed of Frank Clark to, um, make that quick step outside and then rush back inside. Um, I mean, he, Frank Clark is a monster and I really wish that Dallas could get him, but uh, that's probably not going to happen. um, <laughs> So that, that worried me, but thankfully, um, Connor Williams was able to to step up, played well throughout the, the rest of the game. The rest of the offensive line played well throughout the rest of the game. Um, and then the other player I mentioned was Tyler Lockett, and sure shit, 55, 56-yarder, you know, he just always – he seems to always do that. He always pulls that off. And the same thing with those, those damn third and 22 we are going to drop it – perfectly into doug baldwin's hand as he does a you know <laughs> tiptoe on the sideline baldwin always seems to have those and those are the those are the kinds of things that drive me crazy but um
1: god if only they'd done that but more
0: it, but if you but <laughs> i mean for for dallas defensively if you take away that 50 some yarder by locket um i mean seattle had they would have been about 200 yards uh passing and you oh, know, shit, it would, have been, it would and, have been less than that. And 40 bit. yards rushing. I mean, Dallas, Dallas did what yeah. they needed to do defensively to stop Seattle and keep giving the ball back to um, Dak and the offense. Now come uh, third and fourth quarter, at least for Dallas, that's when you kind of saw the shift that Dak was going to start taking the game over. And the, I don't know if I've ever seen him in you know since he's been in the league in 16 just take over the game like that and and basically just say it's on me I got it and you saw it with the 3rd and 14 run which just I mean I was uh, we were all out of our, out of our seat just like holy shit did you see who just whiffed on that tackle yeah bobby he he had him wagner misses less than 1% of his tackles yep He's, he's as as sure a tackler as you will ever see. And he completely, I mean, he just whiffed on Prescott. Yep. Um, And pretty bad. That was kind of like, okay, that's, that's, I think that's pretty much it right there. Um, But that's, so you, you asked about it. So on that, on that play, which um, that one was the called quarterback run, which I'm, so glad that uh, Scott Linehan and and um, you know Jason Garrett were able to finally start doing. I wanted to get Prescott on the run, get him use his legs. He's not the he's not the Michael Vick, Lamar Jackson. He's not that type of runner. He's more. Um, it's going to be really hard for you to get me down, yeah. kind of runner. Um, it kind of reminds me of Steve McNair in that in that sense. Who's you know one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks but um you saw him finally be able to use his legs and you saw what it did for dallas and the offense um the run he had earlier i think it was in the third quarter it was also a third down run that that one was an audible he he called he did that one but the third and 14 in the in the fourth quarter that was a called run and you know it it worked out it was just completely opened up opened up the rest of the offense um Finally had this strike to Michael Gallup. Um they've tried so many times this year to hit on that play and it's just never it's never been there or Dax, you know, just overthrown him or underthrown him or threw it out of bounds. It just was never able this what excuse me. This one was, I mean, a perfect throw just right over the top of the defender. Um so I mean it was it was good to see all in all, it was just definitely offensively a good a good step forward into this weekend's game against LA, um, Lar obviously extremely happy to get the win. Um, AT and T Stadium was loud, as we said. Um, I'm just seeing it, or you know, you know, watching the game and and watching Seattle. I just was really surprised with how they decided to play that game. As review,
1: <laughs> tell me about it.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say and and, to and and obviously we didn't even mention um at all yet um Ezekiel Elliott sneed, yeah. Um I I will always say Well, no Yeah, no F it. I'll always say he's the best running back in the league. That's a
1: that's a that's a hot take right there, people. That
0: is that's not a that's that's like a <laughs> warm take. It, I mean, you could argue for you know you could argue between obviously him Gurley or Bell or or Cream Hunt who's not in the league anymore but um Or Tariq Cohen but um I mean Elliot just oh I mean he's always either falling forward or if nothing's there he's getting 2 or 3 yards or if there is something there and he bounces outside there's 30 40 yard gain um you know catching passes out of the I mean he's just everything he's he's a a three down back and again against you know seattle another big day 130 some yards rushing another four catches for 30 40 yards um, and a score i mean that's that's dallas's that's hit that's the offense right there and then the things that take it over the top is dak using his legs and being able to hit those intermediate passes and having you know
1: the receivers get some run uh yards after the catch yep yeah, he had uh and the the story right there on him is average of 5.3 per carry. So Which, so he wasn't he he was getting something out of every single run. Yep. And and you just couldn't stop and him. And he wasn't and backing he, down and you could tell he was fresh that week off. I mean that that's the that's the best
0: thing that he could have had right there is that week off against New York. Um what would you say it was five point 5.2? five point two five five point three. 5.2? 5.3. So 5.3. Average. I think <laughs> i think that's what la gives up uh defensively per rush perfect so i mean we'll get just into that getting, but was just getting ready but just yeah he's just he was just warming up but so we were talking about um yeah you mentioned where, where the hell is this grown-ass man thing coming from
1: yeah please invite so, me so, on <laughs> on this obviously every every big run he had or anything Dak did all i saw on twitter that's a grown-ass that's man a grown-ass man and i'm like that's a, that's a gam i'm like i don't understand aren't so, they
0: all grown men and so football so i did i did see that on twitter a little bit beforehand but the, it really took off so a post game um you know Dak Dak talking and and uh, uh zeke comes up and um they're asking him like well what'd you think of that you know that third and third and four that run on third and 14 blah blah and he he's looked he goes there's a grown-ass man and then that just kind of went from there and then and then in the um when they were interviewing post interviewing Dak post game the reporters asked him like what do you think about when Zeke said that uh you know I was a grown ass man you know whatever and he goes well I kind of I am a grown ass man I'm 22 23 years old uh <laughs> but I but yeah I, I guess I guess so I don't understand it and then but it's just kind of taken off from there but um on that particular run yes that was a grown ass man run <laughs> <laughs> uh very
1: true very um
0: true. dallas gets the win though 24 22 um obviously it's a game against seattle it's always going to come down to something at the end um and they are on to la which um that's
1: going to LA. Gonna be a home game for dallas how how is that a home game for dallas you're playing in L.A um so the Does LAR not actually have any fans is that a problem Well, lar well it's so it's california that's
0: true and so obviously specifically southern california which also is, true cowboys fans are everywhere they are especially everywhere in california and in uh southern california and then with the uh obviously obvious genius jerry jones he's had training camp there for the past 10, 15 years or so, first in Thousand Oaks, and then they went back to San Antonio, and then they came back and went to Oxnard, and they've been in Oxnard for the past, um, you know, 10, 15 years or so. So there's, there's a lot of Cowboys fans in California, and um, that first game, that first game, so actually Prescott's very first preseason game uh, against LA in the Coliseum, I mean, it was like filled with Cowboys fans. Gross. So, um, yeah, I. I really, I really do think this is going to be the most
1: uh, home away from home game that you could ask for. Well, and it wasn't going to be that way in nolans Hell no, so, not even close. Yeah, so you got yeah, well, and we'll talk about that. You got the matchup you wanted we'll, for sure. Yeah, we'll get there. But um, yeah, definitely excited. You got an awesome and a bummer. You want to go or sure? Let's hit the awesome. Awesome, Dak Prescott. Yeah, grown ass man. As a grown ass
0: man, right there, Um, no, I mean he just—you could tell—he just seemed, he seemed a lot. He just seems more comfortable. Um, He's willing to make a throw. Um, Thank God you saw. I mean, if something wasn't there, he was—he the ball was being thrown away. Um, which is something obviously he struggled with the entire year. He just holds on the ball because he wants to make something happen. But the problem is if you're holding on the ball and you're not moving in the pocket or getting outside the pocket you're he's going to to take a sack so um it was which, good then to, he, it was, which then he risks fumbling cuz he's right, got a fumbling problem right um you you saw the decision making you saw the you saw the it factor i mentioned it on twitter but it's just something about him he has that that uh, third or that you know fourth quarter need this kind of i mean i don't feel i don't not feel confident that he's going to get um, get him in scoring position and take care of what he needs to. Um, uh, obviously, had the one interception. KJ, right? Yeah, It was a. It eh. it's not.
1: I don't. I don't even put that on him. That was a so, so so. You know, that's one of those where I would
0: like. We've talked about the
1: half interceptions. That'd be a half.
0: That yeah. That that would be a half. I mean, was there? I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad they didn't call a pi on that. I mean, they was just they were letting them play, but still, it was kind of like a. Eh, it wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Um, Tail didn't do anything with that possession anyway. Um, and then, um,
1: shit, where was it going? I don't remember, <laughs> but no deck grown ass man. I, I, and I will tell you, uh, Dak impressed me. Um, a lot of, a lot of media people are so critical on him for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and I get influenced a lot by, by sports media as I listen to it all day. But, uh, I was impressed because when, like you said, he took over the game. When he yeah. knew when he knew he needed to take over the game, he decided to take over the game. And you could tell, and you saw it instantly when he did it. And and it was his. And he just he all you just saw a change. Like he had he did great the whole game, but you saw like this change in him as they got towards the fourth quarter. And I like Seahawks scored and uh they went Let's see. So I'm going back to my thing here. Seahawks went up uh 12 seahawks 12, went up 14 10 14 10 and on the very next drive dallas came right back scored touchdown and it was right there that you saw and even though he had his interception a couple you know another series after that he's still at the end of the game man that again that third and 14 run a lot of seahawks fans are pointing to that and i'll talk about that later but he, he just took it over and i i, I I give him all the credit in the world. I was completely impressed by how he played. And I'm interested in seeing how that then translates to this next game. Yep, definitely. Ready for your bummer? Bummer.
0: Brett Maher, man. <laughs> making me nervous. Poor Maher. I, I mean, I mean, you see it right here, 24-22. Uh, a missed field goal. Maybe this game is completely different. So... In the playoffs, you've got to you've got to have that reliable kicker. You've got to be a hundred percent. Ain't the that play. right,
1: Chicago? Um, well, I that <laughs> kick was blocked. Um, well, yeah, but he how many uprights did he hit all season It doesn't matter. That the kick this kick was blocked. Oh, I know, but how many uprights did he hit all season? Like five. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, which is funny because he doink. had a, he had a viral video Double
0: practicing doink. hitting a pole. Double doink. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, uh, but no, Brett Brett Maher. I mean you you've been solid you've been one of the better kickers this year but you just you've got to make them in the playoffs and i really
1: hope that's not our that's not the undoing that this team you know suffers through no i'm going to talk about it later when we get to the nfl section of this podcast but uh you hate any game like the chicago game for it to come down to a kick your entire season everything on a kicker it's brutal yeah brutal brutal all right anything else you want to talk about for that game on your side of the things before i go off on a tangent you um you have the floor sir scary i better uh i better uh what the what the whistle what your whistle
0: oh i was gonna say and one one very last thing it was even though it was called back or at least okay so we had two the one Return that Tavon Austin had you saw right there why Dallas has him and that's something we've missed the entire year is a returner a dangerous returner Um, the 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 block in the back penalty was eh, it was one of those you know really that kind of thing but you saw it I mean it was a penalty big balls Dixon booted that thing as far back as he could and Austin (laughs) Austin catches it and they I think they mentioned it too when you when you kick it that far it you out kick sp- your coverage it that spreads far. everybody out yeah. and austin was able to just find the little seam and get up and and scored i mean you know it was, it was called back but still the threat is there and then obviously in towards the end of the game he had the big uh 40 or 50 yard return which set up dallas with awesome field position um so um definitely good to have uh Taewon austin back and that's just the one that one other weapon or that one other um you know scenario that could help this team going forward in the playoffs
1: yeah big balls has got to work on maybe take a couple yards off and let it have a little more hang time and practice your own side kicks so you allow your uh dude that, that's not him that's we'll t i have that on the show notes that's a league-wide issue not just him
0: his, his was terrible no i'm saying like yeah his actually i mean like he but, like got but, a
1: hold of it but i think all kickers like they're gonna have to figure out we'll talk about it because they're gonna have to figure out something because that's that's a lost with the new rules it's gone just a bummer. It's a bummer. All right, as he said, Cowboys took care of business. Seahawks, your season is done. Um, I went through the usual uh, feelings <laughs> of pure anger during the game, uh, pure um, disbelief, uh, pure um, what the fuck <laughs> in watching what I was watching. And then um, I watched more football Sunday. And I think by Monday morning, I actually felt fine. I'm good. Had it is such a good thing that we do not record this podcast following games, maybe a little bit more fiery. If we did, uh, wow, I would have uh, it's actually I thought about it. I was talking about it with the wife. I'm probably lucky we didn't have the equipment at my house because <laughs> I thought about to turn it on and I, started recording. I thought about doing a little reaction uh, episode and then was like, "Nope, let's sleep on it, get over it." Um, and my feelings didn't change. I still feel the same way I did as I did during the game. I'm just not as like pissed off about <laughs> it. I'm gonna scream. So the game is on Saturday. It is now Tuesday. So FYI. I feel better. (laughs) Well, let's start it off uh, like we usually do. We'll go with my awesome. Awesome. I'm going to do the cheesy thing, and I'm going to say the entire... This Seahawks team in general in... uh, You know, I'm not one for consolation prizes or participation trophies or any of that crap, but this team was supposed to win four, five, six games. They made it to the wild card round of the playoffs, and... Like every loss they've had this season, they were in it till the end. Yep. And could they have won it? You bet. But uh, I I will give the team credit um, for exceeding expectations for sure. And uh, Is the team your bummer also? Man, uh, (laughs) I thought about doing that. (laughs) let me uh, congratulate this team on a job well done for the season (laughs) and let me go ahead and kick you to the ground for your job you did in this game no that's actually not but and then a a, a, a honorable mention to Lockett because uh he's he's been worth every single penny and he had of his extension and he had another game where i think he had what four catches for 120 yards so to, to only have four catches but get 100 and yeah four for 120 in that long of 53 that you're talking about he's the he's one of the premier deep threats in the league he's just it's it's insane nobody talks about him no nobody talks about him he's they continue to say that they don't have receivers in seattle and i'm telling you if if they let russell loose doug and lockett both of those guys look out and even ed dixon if you know tight end showed up it's it's it was nice to have him in there for sure um and then my, you know, I gotta follow that up with Bummer. <sighs> this is a tough call because I, I could go I could go a couple ways. I could go with the coaching, I could go with the play calling, I could go with um the defense, I could go with um you know a lot of things. Because I'm gonna save the coaching and play calling for <laughs> about a couple minutes from now uh i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go with the defense uh as my bummer and i think i just expected more out of them we talked about all season long about how the the how how you how similar these two teams were and what was that which we thought was so cool because of our show right and and de- and it was always like well their defense is better than we thought they'd be with the turnaround that Seattle had on their you know their defensive personnel you thought well this they kind of suck and they started off so well and i think that came down to kind of a little bit of the quality of the teams that they played because even though they beat Kansas City they still gave up a lot of points to Kansas City and, and you, you know you you lost to san francisco they and, held dallas early in the year then they did but see again that was week three and i'm saying like the beginning of the season it was the you know through i'd say two-thirds of the season the defense was the story and it was this defense is way better than we thought it would be and then you started seeing holes and you started seeing the secondary have some issues and and shaq griffin have some issues and and you know something that actually didn't see a ton of in this game which was exploiting the giant hole that's usually in the middle of the defense we actually didn't see dallas really go after that that much but when they did it was open yep and um i just i don't know what happened if they if it was just they got (laughs) tired or or what it was but even though i knew that they would give up yards to zeke that's what you're going to do it happens um you had to shut down dak you didn't do it you had to uh get pressure on him and they did every now and then but they still didn't do as much as they should have and not as much as we're used to seeing no exactly and and i said on i think i said it on maybe this pod i said it on our pod i said it everywhere i said you gotta you gotta get two turnovers out of you know two takeaways gotta get the ball from dallas at least twice and you will win this game dak makes mistakes make him make a mistake and even on the interception that, that he made, like we just said, that's a half an interception. That's not even really his fault. It's not like he threw it right to the a Seattle, you know, defender. He, you know, it just, yeah, you know, not right. How. mauled the receiver and took the ball. That's not at all what happened, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. But still like, it's not one of those interceptions where you're like, Oh, good God. Why did he even throw that? Right. And, and you didn't, you, he didn't make any, you didn't force him to make any mistakes and all season long turnovers has been a big deal for this defense and it's and it's helped them be successful and they didn't have them and sure enough they lost and so i think i was just a little bit disappointed in in the defensive not effort those guys played hard but i don't know if it was the planning but or what it was but give dallas credit they they i mean shit i mean what are you supposed to do well when you're on the field for 35 minutes and that's you're the other thing. Get tired and that
0: dallas had it 35 to 25 yeah. or 35 24 and that's like
1: that. and that's the other thing when you have an offense like seattle's does which unfortunately gives you a lot of third you know three and outs defense ends up on the field a lot so when you get to the fourth quarter they're fucking tired and it, it's tough and that third and 14 uh that was brutal and it didn't decide the game necessarily because you got a lot of people out there like well if they'd have just stopped him there and then they could have had a chance to win it and it's like well how about just be ahead already and not worry about having a chance right there and i'll get to that but uh that was just one of those things where it's like seeing seeing bobby wagner of all people miss him it hurt (laughs) it was just like oh of all people like why does it have to be uh just you had him right there and then uh tedrick just flipping him in the air like you just gave them like five extra fucking yards <laughs> by flipping them up in the air what are you doing so it was yeah that was definitely a bummer they ended a uh a run of nine straight victories in in uh their opening playoff games which is to me insane that's an nfl record and that just seems nuts russell wilson has never lost a wild card game and until now and uh it it's uh Definitely not something we're used to in this Russell Wilson era. Uh, one and of football. but Yeah, being one and done. It's not something we're used to because even in the... I'm know, used to it. You're used to it, but hey, not anymore. Something's changed. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that it's it was weird. And it was kind of like I expected, them to, I expected them to win. I expected them to go on because that's what we're used to. And it just kind of... I don't know. And then they... Uh, yeah. So the big thing is of course uh the offense good god um like we said you start the game three straight series of three and out and at that point i get it and this is this is the thing you got two different when you look at like sports media people or any of these experts or former nfl players or any of these people they're in two parties when it comes to this game either they're uh They're like me and they're pissed off at the coaching and play calling and the the game planning or you have the ones that refuse to blame that and they instead just want to say, well, they didn't execute well enough or hey, that's what got them here. So of course, they're going to keep doing it. I get it that running the ball like crazy and establishing that run and that you know the run being the center you of can't your pe- offense you can't keep pounding your head against the wall no i understand that got you there i get it i i want it's not like i don't i 100 percent get it and it did get you there but this isn't week five where if you lose the game okay you just go win a different one it's wild card weekend it's a playoff game if you lose you go home so where were the adjustments when you when you saw that the run wasn't working first of all you're going up against the number five was that what it was yeah dallas was number five against the run so you knew it was going to be tough so why was your game plan to just keep pounding it because you thought well we've done this all season this is what we do and this is what we're going to keep doing that's fine if you're going to do that up into a point but you went into halftime you looked at some tape on the ipads surfaces oh, they use surfaces yeah. that's right oh gross so you looked at some some video you know and you're like good god we can't run worth a shit you know what we should do we should keep running let's keep running let's keep running and let's not just keep running let's just run right up the fucking middle of the field into the heart of their defensive line and let's just hope something happens yeah i mean malik collins and tyron
0: crawford and and antoine woods you know right there on the defensive line and then obviously Jalen Smith and
1: Leighton Van Der Esch I mean you that's a tough team to run against that's a and, tough front seven to run against and we knew it was going to be everyone knew that because all you had to do was look at numbers you just had to look at stats and be like good god they're really good against the run if it doesn't work they're going to have to basically give the ball to Russell which if Russell was Blake Bortles I get it you'd be scared if Russell was Tannehill if Russell was jay cutler jay cutler or fitz magic or if russell was a shitty quarterback Vince i young <laughs> <laughs> marcus russell, <laughs> russell. <laughs> i get it you wouldn't want to hand the ball to him and have him take control but you know what he's russell wilson he won a super bowl in a second year and i am as critical on russell wilson as anybody out there i think he's overrated and but you know what i Overrated doesn't mean I don't think he's good, because I do, and I know that he's good, and we've we've seen him be amazing. Why are you taking the ball out of his hands? If you had decided to adjust earlier and ch- change what you were doing, he showed you in the fourth quarter he could have absolutely taken over the game and won it. But you did it, it was too little too late. You waited way too long to say, oh shit i wasn't looking at the clock up there i guess we better uh change what we're doing he he's he's one of the best deep threat passers in the league yep ever and yet you still handcuffed him and had him keep handing the ball off because that's what got you there i hate that line so much but i mean with it being a first year offensive coordinator
0: and wilson knowing what he can do and what 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 works when
1: you're consistently running into a brick wall i mean why not audible out of it i've always wondered that about russell because you saw that a lot last year when he still had bevel you could tell that russell wasn't liking the play calls so then why isn't he audibling out of it and i don't know if it's like if if they tell him not to do that i don't know i can only assume i i have no idea but you would think that he would at some point be like, "Okay, really, you're calling a run play again? Yeah, it's like, not going to work, and and change something up." I I don't know. What I do know is that the plays that were called didn't work. And at one point, I got during the game. I think I probably t- I tweeted probably hashtag fire Brian <laughs> I'm sure I did. I don't want Brian fired. I really don't. I don't, and he won't be. Uh, And I don't put the blame on 100% of the blame on him. I put half of it on him because he was the one making the calls. He was the one that that did, you know, most of the game planning for the offensive side of the ball. I'm sure Pete stuck his head in once or twice and said, hey, you're going to run the ball? Cool. All right. (laughs) All right. That sounds great. I love running the ball. But Pete is a defensive-minded coach. He's not offensive. So he needs to keep his head out of the offense. Just stop. And Pete took ownership after the game and said, hey, don't blame him. Blame me. Well, you're damn right we're blaming you, Pete. Because at some point you should have gone over there to Mr. Schottenheimer and tapped him on the shoulder again and said, "Hey Brian, hey, uh, want to cut it loose? <laughs> hey, hey Brian, this ain't working. <laughs> this ain't working, man. Can we uh, do something else, please?" And he didn't. And or if he did, Brian didn't listen. I don't know, but it it it, it was ridiculous that they couldn't make in game adjustments, and that is the problem. Now, if you made the adjustments and they still lost and you could tell that you know you know Dallas just cuz we don't know what would happened in the game the score would have been different you know Dak would have had to do more and maybe he still you guys still beat us that's fine but at least feel like you gave yourself a chance where after the third quarter i felt like i just didn't feel like we had a chance in hell even after we scored the touchdown i'm like guys it is too late in the game there's just no freaking way now you're depending on an onside kick in a league where you can't do onside kicks anymore without a kicker without a kicker and, yeah, I love big balls, Dixon, but it's drop kicks are hard, and you can't... It's not the same... Maybe you know this because you're a football expert. You know everything about football. No. I'm pretty sure you know everything. Okay. <laughs> is it because they're not allowed, because they're not a, an actual place kicker, that he's not allowed to kick, like, off a tee? Or is it because he just doesn't want I, to? No, I I don't think there's a rule against that at all. I think he
0: just... That's what he's used to doing, and he thought, you know, being a little tricky. I, f- I mean, but, I mean, when you watch that, I mean, he got so much of that ball. That was, oh, like, was terrible. I mean,
1: as soon as it left his leg, it was like, oh, and well, you could, okay. And I think that's what they want. Like, I think that their plan, because doing the normal onside kick, trying to make get that big bounce yeah. after 10 yards, it doesn't work. And I think their plan was to get it over the, the front line and drop it in the empty space behind, but he got too much of it. And it just... I mean it was like doing a little pooch kick, but it was barely a pooch kick. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, I just I've always wondered about that because he's like, okay, your kicker goes out and you know, so he's gonna drop kick field goals or he's gonna all this stuff. Like, why doesn't he just kick it like and, and well no,
0: there shouldn't be any rule. I mean, last year, um, last year we had a game where Dan Bailey got hurt and or wasn't it no that wasn't last year? I don't was it last year or the year before? I don't know. This shit goes by way too fast, but Dan Bailey was yeah, went out um and jeff heath the safe strong safety kicked the extra point after uh, uh or kicked the point after and then uh, had a kickoff or two so hmm. i don't think there's any
1: rules against non kickers yeah i don't think not there, being able to use tee or anything like i don't that. think there is either it just seems weird because and i you know obviously if you're a punter be practicing your field goals <laughs> yeah because you, you never you know, know. You, you, you never know uh so so i'm not one of those guys that defends uh coaches or says you know oh you almost had him or that type of stuff i I speak my mind and uh i kind of take pride in that and that i'm not a a kiss ass of of a fan that just you know basically says oh just you know i saw a lot of comments like oh it wasn't the play calling it was the offensive execution like okay their defense was really good so what about the execution could you have done better right carson is a good runner he couldn't do anything against that line so what are you supposed to do so uh if the coaches are to blame i'm gonna blame them and and pete and and bs as i'm calling them right now you guys are to blame russell look at this russell's numbers he had 18 passes right averaged 8.6 yards a pass of completion basically that's ridiculous rushing they did 24 times okay only three yards carry so somewhere in there you got to go well wait a minute dallas was number five against the run number 16 against the pass and your dallas cowboys were number 31 in pass defense the last month of the season that's not very good yep and yet your game plan was to go in there and because it got you there this is what got us there we got to run we got to establish that run i'm fine with that until it's not working and then you know what you do when you want to win a championship you adjust and if you want to you know win the damn game you adjust because the the whole it, you know it's win or go home, but it's okay to go home because at least you stuck to your game plan and stuck to what got you there all season. Uh, I think the goal is actually to win championships <laughs> and and there is no you know there's no participation trophies in the NFL it's you either won a championship or you didn't, and the go home feeling of oh it's okay, at least we stuck to what we do best no, that's not how it works. And that's why I get so much shit from people when they're like, God damn it, man. You expect so much perfection. Um, I watched the team win a Super Bowl. And so you know what happens when you see your team win a Super Bowl and go back to back? Like you start expecting not perfection necessarily, but you expect them to win. And when they make mistakes or do something stupid, you get mad. And I think I'm allowed to do that. You play to win the game. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You're not playing just to, you know, say, oh, well, you know what? We we stuck to our what we do, and, and it just didn't work. You know, you know what you do? If you want to win a championship, you make adjustments. And they didn't do it, and that is what lost them the game or at least didn't give them a chance to really win it because we said it was going to be close anyway. We knew it was going to be close. yep And I, t- I think Dallas's offense looked better than I thought they were going to look, Dak especially. Seattle's defense looked a little worse than I thought they were going to look, and... Dallas's defense looked exactly how I thought they were going to look, which was great, and against the run anyway. And yet all you had to do was change what you were doing, take advantage of the passing game, the pass defense basically, and who knows what would have happened. And, and it's just it's super frustrating that it ends that way. And uh, um, <laughs> I wrote a note. I will be perfectionist and all that. I will always be that guy that wanted more. So it's that. <laughs> we it's that well hey we went 10 and 6 i don't care congratulations you went 10 and 6 the thing was is oh we exceeded expectations i don't care (laughs) you made it to the playoffs and you know when you get to the playoffs i want you to keep going in the playoffs i want you to win and so i i will always want more and and if you don't like that sorry go listen to a different show (laughs) please don't stay here (laughs)
0: we need you. stay with us stay
1: with us man we need you so it was very disappointing it's it's unfortunate um at least it wasn't an absolute embarrassing blowout um but you feel like almost helpless because you're like sitting there going watching and thinking well they've gotta they've gotta see it the adjustments coming they're they're gonna do it right it's coming never it never happened never happened so also special teams um Good God. Um had it not been for that penalty, the I mean just so then the game would have to, took in a totally, totally different, different route. Yeah. Totally different. Uh special teams has been god awful. Um it doesn't help, like we said, Dixon. <laughs> when you outkick your coverage, buddy, uh that makes it a little bit uh, a little bit harder to control. Um however, uh special teams in general. Um, from janikowski not being able to kick it through the end zone until the last couple of games finally he did until he hurt his hammy maybe that's why he was just he was just pushing that ball so hard. too hard in these kickoffs and he's just old. finally did that field goal and that did him in he will not be a seattle seahawk next i don't season. think he's in i think he retires he's got to i mean good god old man although you see then you see vinatari out there with the beard <laughs> <laughs> oh, who man, literally winner. looks who literally looks like like i like he could be my dad like that's what you look at him and you're like hey that dad dad's out there kicking field goals that's cool <laughs> um yeah so off season begins for seattle playoffs continue for dallas we will get to dallas's game we will get to the offseason uh shortly but real quick i just want to hit on a couple of other things in the nfl if you don't mind do you mind? I don't mind. He don't mind, people, so we're going to do it. Um, so the other wildcard games, if you were not paying attention, I don't know why you weren't paying attention. Probably should do that. We did have some surprises, that's for sure. Um, not at all what I expected from a lot. Um, although I did pick the Colts to win. The Colts won 21-7. to I think it was most – I. i didn't think that that
0: was gonna be like that yeah
1: houston didn't even seem like they were in the game um so uh indianapolis moves on uh (laughs) the the lack baltimore ravens game chargers are having a hell of a year and sure are are. and rivers is having a hell of a year which is i hate so much yeah um but again another one of those games where that that score is closer than that game really was. And it Baltimore, just, uh, unfortunately you had the, the controversy in the game of, well, do you put Flacco in? And I think that they made the right call and just let their rookie do his thing. And by the end of the game, he let him gain experience. Yeah, he calmed down. And again, obviously you want to win the game. Um, but what happens if Flacco goes in there and, and they do win now, what do you do? Yeah uh so again kind of a surprising result not necessarily who won but the the game itself i expected baltimore to be more in it uh not just at the end and then the game the final game uh your favorite team the eagles and the bears the bears the bears oh god (laughs) it's a good game it was a great game not a i it was low scoring for it to be 16 15 not not what I expected at all. The legend of Nick Foles continues. The uh, I I just I expected way more points. I think. I mean, obviously, the defense in Chicago th- that has been the story for them all year. So you know who scored the most points on Wild Card Weekend? Shut up. Well, no, I'm just saying it
0: was it was, the most points was you know it was Dallas, but it was 24 points. So you kind of see you know you don't have these. 54, 53 games, you know, like you do no. in
1: September. And that and kind of, yep. you know,
0: December is more, um, you know, a little bit more of old school feel, Here, you
1: know, December, January, that kind of thing. Here's the thing that I noticed at, with all four games that goes right back to Seattle being stupid. Dallas was the only team out of that entire weekend with the, you guys have a run first offense because you have Ezekiel Elliott. Uh-huh. You were the only one that had that that actually won. Chicago lost. Yep. And that's their offense. Baltimore, that's their offense. Lost. Seattle lost. Dallas was the only one. They were the only home team that won too. That's and that's the other crazy thing. So this whole uh Seattle, oh, we gotta run the ball, gotta run the ball. Well, Dallas was the only one. Colts, they're a pass first offense. Eagles. Pass first offense. Yeah, that wasn't a high scoring game. It still, and you lost because they missed a kick. <laughs> um, God, I felt bad for him. Even though in the end you find out it's a tip ball, I get it. In that moment, you didn't know that, and I felt terrible for him. <laughs> just, dong dong. Well, not even just one dong. No, it was two dong. He double doinked it. Doink, dong dong. <laughs> oh God. Well, and I thought he made it because I'm watching it and I have Twitter going and Twitter. There's a delay. So you can actually find out what happens yeah, in the Yeah, there's about, there's about uh, 10 seconds or so. Yeah. So I'm like, and somebody tweeted he banked it in. And so I thought he hit the post, but it went through. And so I'm like, I'm literally like about to watch Chicago win the game. And then, nope, double doink. And you're just, you can't believe it. And and I think the look on their coach's face. Yeah, Matt Nagy was oh just my like, God. Uh. <laughs> I think that said it oh, all. He looked like Napoleon after you asked him for more tots. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that's exactly what he looked like. Um, so it was it was a surprising weekend. It was a good one. Wildcard weekend's fun. Divisional round is more fun, I think. And uh, that's going to be freaking awesome. Stakes go up a little bit more. Well, they sure do, because you're going for a championship game. You know what I'm saying? So, uh Let's see. So here's our divisional round matchups. Of course, Dallas is going to Los Angeles. Dallas goes to Lar. You guys, Philly goes to No.
0: Indy <laughs> goes to KC. And uh, Lack Black goes, goes to, to Nay.
1: nay. <laughs> so you guys get the uh, get another Saturday night game. Yep. Uh, like you said, it's probably going to be kind of a home game for you. So that's cool. Um, yeah. So Saturday we get Colts at Chiefs. And then we get Cowboys at Rams. And then Sunday we get Chargers at Patriots. And then we get Eagles at Saints uh, Sunday afternoon. We'll go through and give our picks on those at the end like we always do. Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be another weekend, though, of some surprising results.
0: So I know that obviously – I mean, any game that Dallas plays in is a huge rating draw. This last one, Seattle-Dallas, was a big one. This huge Los Angeles and Dallas divisional round playoffs – yeah. Um, I think it's Fox again that has that, that game. The Yeah. Ratings galore. <laughs> There's going to be some smiling
1: folks. I heard on, uh, must have been ESPN radio on Monday where they were talking about like, it was on Dan Levitard's show. I think uh, they're like, God, if they, it's the Super Bowl is on CBS and Romo is going to be on the call. If Dallas makes it to the Super Bowl and Romo's got to call it, that's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> Awkward. No, I think if there's anybody, I mean, who, he'll be professional be, as hell. Oh yeah, it. if there's anybody who could be more weird. happy for the guys that he's played with, some of the guys he's played with, and obviously um, for the Joneses and the coaching staff, I'm, I'm sure he's he'd be the first one to be you know right there shaking their hands and and he'll be and being extremely
1: happy. He'll for be them. professional and he may be happy for them, but you know deep down he's like fucking motherfucker. <laughs> no i don't, don't think no, so i don't think so i oh. i think he i feel like he feels like his you know him better than i do i mean i know you guys talk all the time sure but, I do but uh i feel like he's obviously feels like he got forced out of his career too early mm. i mean injuries killed him po- possibly be, you know
0: that then that could be just the the you know the competitor aspect of it but um when he looks at it and when he talks about it he mentions you know look i I wasn't even drafted and look at everything that I yep. was able to accomplish. Um, you know, didn't win the the big one, but you know, I had a pretty, pretty damn good career. And now look what he's doing. I mean, nice. uh, he's, he's regarded as probably the best, uh, football announcer there is that went from the, you know, from player to the booth. Um, and you know, He's off for four or five days, and then goes and travels, does the game, then gets to be home and collect a oh, giant a, ass check. That's
1: a, it's a great life. So he's <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm cool. Yeah, it's a great life. That's uh, it's not bad at all, and he's great at it. I mean, it's I'd rather listen to him all day than listen to Buck and Aikman, who I'm sorry, I get it, but you had them as cheering for you as well in that game, which was. Especially Aikman, I wanted to just I see, need, and I,
0: and honestly, ugh. honestly, and, and I don't know what it is, but I I never notice the announcers as, as you know. I never, I'm not paying attention to really what they're saying. I'm watching the game, so when that kind Multitask. of stuff happens, I don't. I'm not I'm always like, okay, well, oh, he cool. was,
1: he was, ugh.
0: yeah, no, I I don't,
1: I don't pay attention to what they're saying or who they're kind of leaning towards. No, they lean, they lean towards the star man bullshit uh all right so moving on uh head coaches we talked last episode about the ones that got fired uh there were plenty of them and uh quarter of the league gone we have already started to get some of those positions filled and uh the first one out at the top puzzles the shit out of me because it's not at all what i thought when i think head coach for aaron and the green bay packers matt LaFleur.
0: <laughs> do you see a video that says uh the first time lefleur calls a play that aaron doesn't like there's just a video clip from dodgeball oh is it yeah <laughs> cramming
1: up your cram <laughs> and that's the first thing i thought about when i heard his name too i was like oh my god it's dodgeball <laughs> uh so he was he spent one season as tennessee's offensive coordinator yep. and their if you look at their <laughs> offensive numbers they were ranked in the low i mean 20s in most offensive categories so it's not they had a crazy offense and yet um i don't know but he was mcveigh's oc in 2017 yep so you know you talked about they were trying to find an offensive mind for aaron or aaron sorry uh but it's it's weird to say aaron i don't it doesn't sound aaron it doesn't sound right at all that's why that's why i changed it it was weird (laughs) Um I mean what do you th- I I think that's just a weird hire. I mean maybe that's just me. uh um, It's not just me. I've heard it a lot today. Like what the hell? I think it would work. I think it's going to work out. Um I
0: think that offense is probably going to look a hell of a lot better than it did uh with uh you know McCarthy. Um You know, and the thing with with Tennessee is yeah, they you know may have been ranked in the 20s or so, but Tennessee doesn't have a whole lot of offensive talent. I mean, Mariota is a, is a good quarterback. Um uh, Derrick Henry is, uh, he's he's a you see flashes of what he can do, but right. I don't think he's that every down back. Um,
1: I mean, I don't know. Only time will tell. We'll see. But that's uh, Green Bay's got their guy. You have that. You sometimes it's that
0: it's that marriage of the the OC and the quarterback. They just seem to
1: click, and then the offense just kind of takes off from there. So, uh, I told you when you got here, when I was looking through all these names. So, I feel terrible for USC because they got kind of (laughs) screwed. But, uh, Cliff Kingsbury.
0: Fired from Texas Tech Hard at USC and then immediately was like. What was
1: that? The NFL's calling. Yeah, I'm going to go a bunch of interviews. I know I just took your job here as offensive coordinator, but God, you know, I'm going to. You know, I'm going to go do a bunch of
0: interviews. You know, I don't feel bad because the amount of money that. A big program like usc has they don't care they're gonna they'll go find somebody else they
1: don't but at the same time like that's don't they, take don't take the job yeah like but it, the
0: the college football season is not even over well i mean it actually i take that back it just ended the other night for usc
1: it ended you know a while ago <laughs> i just i just like i just think about it as an employer myself i get it there's lots of money whatever they'll just find somebody else however if i hired somebody to be in a big position in my company and the very next day they were like uh actually i know i accepted that position i'm gonna i just want you to know i I may not take anything but i'm gonna interview with these other companies i just i I feel like you know
0: but you you're in that business you should know or i mean there's no way they didn't know that once he was let go from texas tech that there was a lot of interest for the nfl team so
1: well, then don't commit to the job. Like, that's my only thing. Like, don't commit to the job. Don't do it. But he, anyway, he's Maybe he be, didn't actually say, I am. T-. They listed him on their website as their offensive coordinator. Okay. All right. Which was crazy. So anyway, so the Arizona Cardinals, that's their guy. Um, It's kind of cool. Why not? Welcome to the uh, NFC West. Um, Prepare to uh, get your asses handed to you all the time. How about that? Uh, speaking of Arizona Cardinals, Bruce Arians. Paws back up. I retired. Tom no up. wait. Tampa Bay. Didn't. So uh yeah, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh so he's gonna be the coach there. So you got three hired coaches and he's already started putting together his staff. He's got uh Byron Leftwich is gonna be his offensive coordinator. Um he's also targeting Todd Bowles to be his defensive coordinator. Um and then I saw um in Atlanta uh dirt cutter is staying in the nfc south he is going to be their offensive coordinator in atlanta because they just let go of sark they also hired former titans coach mike malarkey as their titans coach Hmm. well there you go
0: look at that uh there's one name that hasn't been named and i hope that that name doesn't get named and they
1: stay where they are and of (laughs) course i'm talking about chris richard Well, he hasn't been named as hired anywhere because, you know, you're still in the playoffs, buddy. There's a lot of talk that uh, Miami is the place. So nothing
0: official. Um, You know, and if that's the case, you know, happy for him. He did, obviously, a ton of good in Dallas in one year. But, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, we had the, what was it, Jets, Dolphins. And I think there was one other team. Um, I can't remember who it was, but...
1: uh, but yeah well and it sounds like um i read today that uh for some reason mike mccarthy the only job that he wants is the jets why i don't understand that yeah quarterback you? i get that i guess yeah that's true but still the jets god i don't know but it sounds like cleveland's really close to getting their coach and uh so we'll get some well this will that'll all be wrapped up here pretty damn soon but uh um like you said dallas will probably do whatever they got to do to try and keep him yep um because he's had a hell of a season down there there's sure. no salary cap on coaches there sure isn't um and then real quick it's been a rough year for kickers i just thought about this watching that chicago game and i it wasn't just me right like y- league round like league was wide. a horrible year for kickers. it was a horrible year for kickers you had some questionable stuff happening yeah, but it kicking. also
0: seems like it's not just the year it's just been getting worse for Every the past year? two yeah.
1: two years and it's not just I get it. They moved extra points back, and so you get that. But I'm talking just field goals in general, just just bad. And uh, so it's not just me. That's good. I feel better. <laughs> and then uh, well, it came up a lot when I was talking about the, the Dallas-Seattle game, but onside kicks, I miss them. And the way that the kickoffs now are and the rules, it's impossible to even have a chance of getting one. You just can't. You just absolutely cannot. So just get rid of them. Don't allow it anymore. Unless you have somebody who runs like a 4-2 like a four, four flat. Yeah, you have to. It, it just makes it – they took the fun out of that part of the game. And it's like you get into any of these games where you see – and not just because of the Seattle-Dallas game, any of these. There's been so many where you're like, all right, well, all I need to do is recover an onside kick. And you're like, well, shit, the game's over. No f- chance that's going to happen. So not at all. Um all right so before we get to you previewing your uh your game in Los Angeles real quick um initial thoughts on the Seahawks preseason or preseason I'm going to talk about preseason yet off season <laughs> um it's a bummer that there is an off season that's my initial thought that uh we've already started that that sucks uh the big news is going to be going around is who is again it's all and this is with every team personnel so we got some key free agents that are going to be uh, obviously trying to keep some that we're just going to let go Sea <clears throat> bass. Um, yeah, got to got to lock down Frank. So Dallas doesn't get him because apparently Andrews, you know, over there wanting Frank Clark can't have him. So they got to lock down Frank Clark. Uh, you still got Earl Thomas. Uh, he will not be back, but who knows? Uh, KJ Wright, DJ Fluker, Justin Coleman, deon Jordan, Mike Davis, uh, JR sweezy and then of course I said Seabass. So I mean, it's really. I am just interested in seeing. Like, I think the first deal you are going to see if they're going to extend Frank Clark, they don't want him hitting free agency. They want to get that done now. And uh, and then of course the Russell Wilson topic came up because now he's entering the final year of his his current deal. Yep, and uh you know they talked to him on on the day after when they were cleaning out lockers and. Of course he said you know he's willing to play out the last year of his contract without a new deal um, and of course he wants to stay in Seattle but he also understands it's a business um, you know i I've I'm not gonna I'm gonna save it for I had it written down here but I'm gonna save it for another episode but because we're we're running kind of long here but um, I've said it before I, I think that these these negotiation talks with Russell are going to be uh, a little bit different, and they're not going to be as easy as everyone thinks. Because if I'm Russell Wilson, I, I'm not sure that I'm a hundred percent. He can say whatever he wants, he, and he's Russell. He's Mister Positive. He's always going to say the right thing. Mm-hmm. But I think he's got to be thinking seriously. He's he's not going to be a hundred percent committed. Like, okay, well, just you know, if the money's there, I'm staying. I don't think that's going to be all that goes into it. If I was him and you look at what he's said his entire career about how, how much he wants to be one of the best quarterbacks ever, um, staying in this offense, it's not going to happen. Right. So do you even stay here? And I want to get into that deeper, but I don't want you guys to you know turn this off going, oh, good God, they're way long. So I will save that for uh, when it comes up in the offseason, which it will a lot. So um, other than that, let's, uh, let's get right into it. Dallas, you're going to – Face the Rams, man. What do you got to do to win that game?
0: You got to punch them in the mouth, and you got to score more points. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Uh, Dallas goes back to uh, the Coliseum. That's uh, funny enough. That's where Dak had his first, like I mentioned, that's where he had his first preseason start and was damn near perfect in that game. Granted, it was preseason. Chill, bro. Um, (laughs) No, so LA la's not the same. I mean, they're still a good team. Obviously, they're the the, uh, number two seed, but they're not the same team that we saw earlier this year they for as many big names are on that defense that defense is not held up and they have definitely struggled now aaron donald is you know top in my opinion top 3 player in the league i mean he's just a monster i mean 20 and a half sacks as a defensive tackle is insane yeah um and it's not just the sacks i mean he stops the run uh like a madman um, see a grown ass man. He's a he is a grown ass man. <laughs> um, have you ever have you ever, I mean, have you ever seen that dude with his shirt off?
1: He's a grown ass man. I mean, Jesus Christ, not somebody you want to get in a in a tilly with. Yeah, no.
0: <laughs> um, but you have Aaron Donald on that line. I mean, and you list off all the names: uh, um, Dominic Sue, Michael Brockers, Taleb, um, um, Marcus Peters. I mean the defense they just have not been they've not they've not been that good and all year and i think really the way to attack that rams defense um you know is to go right at aaron donald um whether it be with a with a trap um you know he's so he's so good at what he does you that's what you have to do if you're gonna if you're gonna run against you know run right at him is is trap him um you know, we mentioned Dallas averaged five five point two five point three yards per carry in this game against Seattle. That's what LA is giving up per game. Um, so, I mean, really, it's going to be the Zeke Elliott show, and oh, well, actually, it's probably going to be the Elliott slash Gurley show. That's what it's going to end up being. Um, but really, look for Zeke to have a big a big day in this game. Um, the only thing that I'm actually completely you know, not scheme or football related or anything is the weather because that stadium, um, you saw it last year in the playoffs. Um, you know, it was damp. It's supposed to, I think the weather calls for rain during this game that people could be slipping around a lot. So, you know, we'll see how that kind of affects things, but, um, neutralize Aaron Donald as much as you can, um, look for the same game plan that, that Dallas went up against Seattle, you know, run and, open up the, the uh, offense for Dak to run. Um, I think, I think Dallas is pretty damn near unbeatable when um, Zeke's able to run at will. And when Dak gets on the move a little bit, Um, I mean, it's so hard to defend and so hard to stop, especially when you get inside the red zone and you saw um, the kind of success they had when they got in the red zone and and Dak was running. Um, So look for that. Uh, As far as defensively, just, just, Dallas, they just need to play sound defense and stop Gurley, whether that be to load up the box just to stop him. Um, you, you know, you have you have Byron Jones, who has faded a little bit down the stretch, but it's not because of he's just been bad. The completions and touchdowns that have been against him, the ball is like as perfect as it could be. Um, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. He's just kind of had a stroke of bad luck. But still, Byron Jones is the top, top uh, cover corner in the league he's he's you know still the best one on the team granted um you might argue that Wujie's played a little bit better you know down the stretch but um i think if you pressure goff and 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 same thing that uh um, dallas did against wilson with um spying with spying on him with Jalen smith i think you kind of do the same thing with goff because goff can get on, he can get outside the pocket and he can move um obviously not as not as quick as wilson but um, he can still, you know, hurt you with those with those short runs, but keep him in the pocket and um force him into making some mistakes. He's still a young quarterback. I mean he he doesn't make the same he doesn't make the same mistakes he did his rookie year, um, but he can still he can still throw you one. So I really do think that with the momentum that Dallas has now, um obviously the win against New York and now the wild card win against Seattle. Um, momentum going into la which like i said it's going to be a damn near home game um you just look for it they're gonna they'll do plenty of shots in that stadium where they pan around and it's just going to be blue and white everywhere disgusting Um, it's no it's going to be awesome and you should you should be rooting for dallas because i don't think you want the rams to win do you you want a division opponent to win You can say no, and uh, the Rams are going to wear those uh, those throwback unis. Are they? Yeah, they're going to wear those blue. It's going to be n- at night, those two teams, um, just like it was in the 70s and the 80s when they were always in the playoffs playing each other. Um, it's going to be cool to see. It'll be, it'll be fun.
1: Speaking of uniforms, I will say real quick, uh, Seahawks, the blue with the gray, I liked it just saying anyway go ahead you still lost um i did you're <laughs> you, gonna you're gonna lose saturday no, asshole just now not See, even close i was gonna go ahead and agree with you and be like no i don't want my division rival to win but you know what now no fuck you no uh, hell no la is not gonna win at all we'll, we'll um, get calm down we'll get to your pick i didn't make my pick i just said they're not gonna win <laughs> I just i just said Th- that team isn't gonna win um <laughs> No,
0: I I do think this is it's a lot more evenly matched than a lot of people might think it is. Uh when you look at the when you look at the rankings, you look at the numbers. Um I mean, Dallas has an advantage um with the way they play offense against that Rams defense. And um Seattle was able to take it to them. I mean, they lost those two games, but they were I mean, they were close games. Um Seattle was able to run like they wanted to against those uh or against the Rams on those on those uh two games. New Orleans, same thing. New Orleans was able to pound the ball, and, and obviously with Drew Brees, he's going to be able to throw it. Um, you know, L.A. Um, struggled against that, and then obviously everybody saw the, the game against Kansas City where there, there was no defense. So
1: um, get ready. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. I do have a question. So you're, um, you had a good game offensively against Seattle. You still feel the same way about Linahan? You want him out? Yep. Okay, just checking. Yep. Um, just checking. Um, no matter what happens, this I know you've season, said that it too. Could, it could be, but I'm going to ask you every week, yeah, even be, if you guys it could, win. Be, it
0: could be get your ass kicked and you're out this Saturday, or you I, take another step, or
1: you I know I, who knows what. Happened. Yeah, I asked you if you won the Super Bowl, and you're like, "Yep, still yep, out." Nope. I think <laughs> I think Linahan is gone. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's too. It's just been.
0: It's been such bullshit the past three years, three, four years or so. Um, It's, I mean, it's awful. And, and so uh, to take it back to the Seattle game, um, well, actually just his whole tenure as head coach, obviously Garrett's always one that fans. I mean, everybody wants him out. Garrett fire, Garrett fire him, fire the clapper, get him out of here. Um, You saw, and you saw, I mean, you saw it last year and 16 and, and this year so far, that team does not quit on him. That team plays their asses off for him. Um, you know, Linehan, yes, he's got his issues with, you know, play calling and all that business and, you know, every once in a while the offense struggles. Uh, well, not every once in a while. Most of the time the offense struggles and can't seem to get, get going. But when they do, everything, obviously, winning cures all. But um Linehan, I think, is gone. But with Garrett, the, the thing is with him is – um the players I mean, everybody plays for him and like I said, nobody quits. And you saw one of the one of my favorite shots of the whole weekend and the whole game and one of the whole years when obviously when Hearns was on the ground and Garrett's right there, you know, holding his holding his hand and they like zoomed in on that shot and it was like, there you go, right there. That's why all of those players absolutely respect and love playing for Garrett. So that that's why I don't I really don't think that he's going Garrett's not going to be going anywhere. And then Obviously, you heard it after the Seattle game. The extensions talk started to started to crop well, up. Well, I think bit.
1: and I think once you well once you guys made the playoffs, I don't think
0: he's going he, anywhere. He, I mean, you can say say what you want or think what you want, but um, when it comes to coaching players and and leading a team, that's what he's good at. Um, you know, he but he he did have success as an OC. I mean, he was the the OC I think when when Dallas went thirteen and three in oh seven. Um, but being a head coach and OC, that I mean, that or either a head coach in a DC, that just that never seems to really work. Um, but as far as a head coach, he he does do a
1: good job at doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, so yeah, that's
0: all I got to say about that.
1: <laughs> this is the matchup you wanted because you didn't want to go to Nollins. Nope, uh, might still have to. Might still have to. But at least you know you always want to get that if, if you're going to new orleans for an nfc championship game fine <laughs> you know like that that's just the way it is yep. but obviously in this round yeah you wanted you were you kept telling me you're like well okay this is the matchup i want this matchup i want and that's the and that's the one you got um is there any like is there a key matchup uh you know player to player that you're you know keeping an eye on zach martin aaron donald okay seeing how that goes yep I think, and and if he moves obviously Obviously
0: Connor Williams and Aaron Donald, you're gonna need to shade Tyron Smith over or Joe Looney over to give Connor Williams some help. Um he's gave up the the one sack in the game against Seattle. Um, played a little bit better as the rest of the game went on. Um but against a player like Aaron Donald, I, I you're really gonna have to give him help. Zach Martin, I Zach Martin is the best guard in football. I mean he can and he's played him before and can handle him so um that's definitely a good matchup obviously um on the other side you have uh jalen smith and um uh todd Gurley. oh yeah and see that matchup actually uh, demarcus lawrence and, and todd Gurley, because you know uh for being an edge rusher um you know lawrence ended the year with 10 and a half sacks but the thing with him is he is so good against the run that's that's one of his big strengths so look for Look for uh,
1: that that matchup, Lawrence and Gurley, or Jalen and Gurley. And for any of you people out there that think this is going to be a game where uh, you, you're going to see the you know high scoring, high flying offense of the Rams, you're not. Um, like like we like you said, their defense has been struggling, and their offense has come back down to earth. Earth, earth. The last. Uh, the last month and yep. i you're not going to get that offensive explosion I'm not sure. okay, alexa didn't like that okay alexa um uh, weird you're not going to get that kind of game and and i even have written down like are you going to see an offensive explosion no you're not unless uh the rams defense just really sucks and dallas is able to go out there and score a lot of points yep Um, but i don't expect the rams to and even if even let's say the rams again another game where even if the rams win even if your opponent wins i don't expect a blowout either way well the rams are favored by seven so by a whole touchdown yep i i just i don't even see it being like uh, more four points maybe like i just don't i just don't see I, i i worry about the rams having a a week off but because it can actually have two different things it could be a benefit to them, but it also could be a bad thing for them. And Dallas is coming in there, and, you know, momentum. <laughs> Talk about that damn momentum word. They're coming in there, and I guarantee you Dak felt more confident after the Giants game. You bet your ass he feels a million percent more confident after this Seattle game. Yep. I, I If I were the Rams, I'd be a little scared, A little scared, especially a with good that game. defense. It's going to be a great game. So – um all right let's real quick get to social media mailbag as we do have a couple of questions on there and uh we can't uh ignore our fans man never just can't do it thank you for submitting a question question well it's one of them is from this you know somebody who always <laughs> submits questions <laughs> sweet uh all right first one's for you buddy uh lee walker um andrew <laughs> Have you read these yet? No. Uh please tell me you guys had a bet on the game. Is there some sort of humiliation you have planned for Brian? (laughs) 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 Yes, Andrew, is there some sort of humiliation you have planned for me, sir? No, there is not. We did not make any wagers. why Um, didn't we do that? I
0: don't don't know. know, we just we had so much going on. (laughs) Uh no, we did not make any wagers uh this year. Um but I mean I do owe him a steak dinner and he owes me a steak dinner, so
1: although game picks isn't done yet but yeah you're right uh dennis from ohio what's up buddy uh hi dennis uh brian now the hawks season is over and looking back do you agree with the penny pick that early or what have you what would you have liked to see the hawks take with that pick and what is your biggest concern going into the offseason position wise derwin james would have been nice uh derwin james would have been fantastic and i still wish that yeah they would have picked actually I, i can combine these two really easily the position that I that I really wanted to see go after in this offseason because they didn't draft, I want to see another pass rusher. That's what I want. And I would have loved to have seen that. If they weren't going to go safety and get Derwin James, you you obviously needed one more. You needed a compliment in there for Frank Clark. And so I you know, Reed had a great year and all that that's that's fine, but really a a premier pass rusher was penny a bad pick i don't necessarily think so because i don't think they knew what they had with carson right was he going to stay healthy the dude had a great season and you had no idea that was coming and and penny would have gotten the majority of the workload had carson not had that type of season yep so that's, that's that's penny wasn't a bad pick per se but i still wish they would have gone pass rusher and with that being said that's my biggest concern going into the off season is obviously they need to lock down Frank Clark. That's a huge concern. And then they need to go out and get another one. And then whether that be in free agency or they draft one, I don't care, but they need, they need, they need that. And then they just need a little more, still, still some more tweaks on that offensive line. Yep. And I would feel a lot better because I don't know if the offensive line took such great strides this season and it was so much better, but even as we got towards the end, you started to see a little bit of weakness there and, I don't care that a Fetty improved. I'm I'm ready for him to just go, and 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 replace his spot. And there's there's going to be some guards out there, and some you know, go out and get one of them. You don't have to draft one, but go out and get one. Go, you're going to have some cap room, even if you extend Frank Clark, and even if say you get you know crazy, and you're you you're able to maybe extend Fluker and a couple. There's going to be some money, so go get one. Thanks, Dennis from Ohio. Appreciate Did you. you. I like the uh, his hashtags. Hashtags buttery smooth, hashtag Dennis from Ohio, and hashtag swag. I think he's hinting that he is owed some swag. No, he's not. <laughs> One day we're going to have our swag, I promise. One day. Swag. All right. That's a long episode. I knew it was going to be. Game picks. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Remember, don't uh, pick your own game here real quick. But, no uh, shit. <laughs> you're such a jerk. We've uh, only done this for... 17 weeks, 15 weeks, 50 episodes. Can you believe it? Uh, all right, Colts, Chiefs, who you got? I am going to go with Andrew Luck. Captain Andrew Luck. You doubted him last week, but you're taking him this week. I'm going with Andrew Luck. It's kind of a bullshit move. I'm going to make sure he knows that. Listen, buddy, he didn't think you could win last week, you surprised him now he knows he was wrong (laughs) uh i too i'm gonna take captain andrew luck and the colts because they impressed me you all right over there i'm good (laughs) they impressed me and i again the same thing i just don't think kansas city it's a big spot you got a rookie quarterback you had a week off your defense isn't that great not good cowboys at rams you have to wait i will pick though and let me tell you (laughs) <laughs> just because i am a cowboys hater i am picking the rams sorry buddy uh chargers at patriots i'm gonna go with uh tv 12 Ooh. he gets one last little run in them huh you are absolutely 100 wrong and they will lose <laughs> it'll be lack I think that they're having a special season. I think New England is not as good as they used to be. Uh, I already know what you're going to pick here, but I'll do it anyway. Eagles at Saints. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Oh, I was wrong. I was way wrong. That's because you want to win and you want to play. I get you. God, it would be. Do you? Can you even imagine how fucking crazy
0: the entire sports world would go? You have Philly at Dallas. In an NFC title game in Dallas, uh, d- yeah, I just mean that one right there. The everything the would,
1: ratings for that game might be higher than the Super Bowl. I, I, it, it, it could be. It's one of the. It would be just like the Seattle San Francisco NFC Championship. Yep, yep. Where that becomes a bigger game like whole, than the actual yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I get you. Uh, so I decided on Sunday that the Eagles are my new team, Ugh. um, because I need a new team to root for for the rest of the playoffs. Oh. And just to make you do that right there. And you know, you want well, well, no. to know why?
0: Because you got all these goddamn Eagles fans <laughs> tweeting out that photo of Alan Hearns with his leg, you know, hanging over. And it's like, it, you know, it's like some says something about like F Dallas or it's just something like, it's
1: like, don't really. Yeah, that's bullshit. Of course, spread shit around like that. But that's like the same thing. There's, there's just asshole fans because that's like, that's the, true. That's like the Chicago fans that were booing the kicker as he's walking off the field. Stop that shit. That's just ridiculous. You can be mad all you want. You don't got to boo the We're guy. We're getting spicy. It's late at night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, before we let uh, Andrew pick his game here, uh, he mentioned it earlier. A welcome and thank you to all our new listeners. We did have a, a little bit of a, a jump in, in listeners uh, this last week. Welcome, all of you. Um, for those of you that choose to stay, please. Please do. Please stay. <laughs> we need uh, all of you um uh, if you like what you hear please spread the word tell a friend leave a review share a post share a tweet whatever you got to do
0: and suggestions
1: we'll take anything yeah suggestions i don't care reviews whatever and then i want to send a special thank you out to the seahawkers podcast now they've had us both on their show yep and uh it was really cool for those guys to reach out and they had you on back in week three and they had me on right before uh, this last week before the the rematch and uh They've been really nice from the very beginning um, in giving advice, and I like their show, and so I just wanted to give a special shout-out to them and thank them for having us both on um, their podcast. I do believe they are everywhere. You can find them everywhere. Uh, All right, buddy. Who's winning? What's the score? Dallas going to
0: L.A. Dallas will win. Shocking. Shocking. (laughs) Uh, Score prediction. um, I think that Dallas... Beats LA twenty seven to twenty uh, no. No
1: no no. No 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 twenty eight to twenty one. Twenty eight twenty one. So you get so you you get your seven the well so you said Rams are favored by seven? Yep. All right, all right, all right. Twenty eight twenty one. Okay. I think that's gonna be the exact sword game. I think you're correct. However, I think it's gonna go the other way. It'll be the Rams twenty eight. We shall see. And I, and I
0: really do like having these Saturday games because it's, you know, you don't have to wait till Sunday. It's Saturday. And then Sunday, you just
1: I'm good. I'm good. Unless you lose like I did. And it wasn't a great Sunday. It was lame. It's true. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you got anything else you want to add, buddy? I'm good, man. It's going to be a great game. Enjoy the the weekend of football. Divisional weekend is always a blast. Um, great matchups you're going to see some surprising results and then uh, next week we'll dive right into either a happy andrew or a very sad andrew Um, either way we will keep going so until next time go hawks go cowboys